0: I Am Not That Podcast presents Uncut. In this edition of Uncut, we are once again on location. This time we found a very beautiful and serene waterfall in Central Park and we just decided to record our episode there. So, please enjoy any natural sounds you hear and enjoy the message as well. And on, you can also go see us on YouTube if you want to see it. You can do that. You can just search us up at I Am Not That podcast. And if that hasn't brought us to the top of the search engine yet, you can always just put in Tezra and Koa, and that'll definitely pop us up at, right away. So, um, yeah, we're on YouTube as well. So, enjoy this. Episode of Uncut on Location.
1: Say namaste to everyone. Um, Namaste, and um, it's translated as the radiant, luminous light in me, I recognize it in you. So basically saying that we share that same light. So. Namaste.
0: Namaste. Namaste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right.
1: So um, so I apologize because we were supposed to go live with this um, two days ago, but then we got to our site and had some technical difficulties, and so um, we decided just to do it later. We were going to go live later, so it's not live, but it's still um happening. So, white privilege, truth or myth, is what we are going to discuss today.
0: Yeah. So, you want to set it off? Or you uh, want me to start? or
1: um, You can start.
0: Okay, so.
1: And here, where are you going to go with this?
0: Well, I believe uh, my answer might be know not so um, juicy in the gossip department of you know what what's real and what's not because um, overall uh, you know my my feeling on it is that does white privilege exist Uh, of course it does Um, Does white privilege a complete created fantasy fallacy myth? Obviously it is. And um, that's basically going to be the way it works with almost every topic you can imagine because everything is relative and everything involves perspective. And uh, we are... Drum roll. Human beings, right? You didn't know that, right? You didn't know you were a human being? Of course you did. That's obvious. But we don't really break it down to what that actually means and what it is. You are a being. Um, What are you being? You're being human. There's a lot of different beings in the world. We are human beings. A part of what comes with being a human being is that we hold perspectives. We hold a perspective. And in the infinite well of perspectives to hold, um, that's just one of them. If you walk around feeling like somehow you're getting over or you got to skip the line or you got to get out of trouble, or you feel like that's it is your whiteness that is helping you to do that, then you or if you just were culturally brought up that way by you know your community, you will think that that's what's happening. Um, if you hold the perspective that, it has nothing to do with it. You're, you're, you are who you are and it has nothing to do with how the things you gain or don't gain or you know the advantages you have are just based on who you are and how you vibrate. Then that's your belief system. And it's the same as the other way around for a person of color, a, a, a higher melanin or HM. Um, if you walk around thinking that, look at, the, look at that person is getting over because of their skin color, then it is true. There is white privilege. If you are like, no, we're all just beings and it is what it is and you make your own fate, your own life, how you want it, then you won't believe in it. So it really ends up be- being a matter of perspective um, at the end of the day. But um, we can dive into it more as a, you know, a a topic of juiciness, you know, and get into the heart of of what will feel certain kind of ways around this subject. So, yeah. Um,
1: What do you
0: think? What are you doing over there?
1: I'm trying to, my screen is (laughs) dirty, so I'm trying to shade it so I can actually read it. So yeah, basically, that is the premise of it. It's whatever you believe to be true is what your experience of that truth is. is. <clears throat> that's what you're going to experience. Um, and there is a great quote by Albert Hoffman who said that most of the social, ecological, political problems we have are the creation of the human intellect. Mm-hmm. And so that's just basically what Cole was just saying. And I like, and when I say intellect, it's not of the higher More critical level of thinking, not that, because um, we all know that this level of thinking is very rudimentary, um, is very um, underdeveloped, but intellect just meaning the mind. So, all of these sociological, ecological, political problems that we are having is the creation of the human mind. Um, So, the society, when I hear right, because let me give you a couple of examples a friend of ours was driving we were on the phone with him and there was somebody who belonged to the LM group just you know just taking his mosey on time across the street when he did not have the right-of-way because the traffic light was green Uh, so we he had the my friend had the right-of-way but the person the pedestrian was just ah they'll wait for me you know pedestrians always have the right-of-way so whatever so my friend goes oh I hate this fucking white privilege shit. And I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? You know, this dude just walking across the street. Like, I'm like, um, Lindsay, that's, that's, that's not white privilege. That's not because he's white. That's because he's a New Yorker. New Yorkers just do that. The other day, he'll tell you, I had the same exact experience where I was infuriated because a pedestrian was just taking his, you know, comfortable, you know, mosey on across the street and, you know, and I had the right of way but he was a member of the HM group. So it's what we think, Mm -hmm. if you follow what I'm saying. He labeled that as white privilege. So, you know, it's being very conscious and aware of what we have been conditioned to think and to believe, and therefore that's what we operate out of. And I think that we are in the time of the spiritual awakening. We are in, in the time of the spiritual revolution. We are in the time of the turning within and start to begin to honor their own divinity within ourselves and that all that divinity that is within us has us all equal and all balanced and all connected so um the white privilege thing is here's a couple more examples so an older lady that i was uh spiritually mentoring she has said that you know well you know she didn't know you know you know it was white privilege when she was growing up you know i had white privilege And then she went on to describe her upbringing. And her upbringing was that of a very abusive father to where um, at the age of seven, she witnessed her father really beating her mother like to where, you know, there was bloodshed and she was traumatized or her mother was uh, mentally ill, diagnosed as a schizophrenic. And so she had a very tumultuous childhood. And, you know, three years of that, you know, she had to basically fend for herself. Is that white privilege or is that being a human um, having a life experience and then learning how to deal with that but where she get white privilege is from what everybody was telling her as she was out in the world Um, that's where the white privilege comes from white privilege is not a truth it's actually a myth and another example when i was sitting with my niece she had came to new york with a to visit a friend and so I had dinner with her and her friend and her friend was at the LM group. And I remember and be care, be, be very careful and I hope you pick this in your window up. I remember her friend saying, Oh well, because you know, you know, I have white privilege and and I'm and I just I just chuckled on the inside because she really believed this. And um, and so I said, Oh, well, you know, I have privilege too. And she went on to try to convince me why I was not privileged. Because of the color of my skin? No, I'm not privileged because of the mindset, the way that I think. But if I don't see myself any different than you, then there could be no distinction. Right. See, like you were speaking of earlier, that it takes two to tango. And that's a comment that you wanted me to make when I was going to go live solo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, you want to expound on what you meant by that?
0: Um- Yes, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if I would be a part of the recording I said, well, if you're doing it without me, make sure you say white privilege is like the tango. It takes two. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the metaphor, I don't mean exactly two people, but it just takes two sides. Um, one person has to feel a certain way as far as, hmm, loftier than thou or something makes me better or have a, a better advantage. And then somebody has to also feel like it's true. Like, yeah, they argue, you do have a, more of an advantage. And
1: that I'm lesser.
0: And I'm, and I'm lesser, yeah. And that's like the comment you said about our friends saying, I, I hate this white privilege shit. Um, he's, uh, he's, he experiences it as it, as if it's true, as if he has a disadvantage. Otherwise, why would you even say it and or have that point of view if you didn't feel it was the case or feel it was true? So the reason, um, it, you, you can see it takes two, two sides to make that become, that myth become a truth or become, not become a truth, but become real or feel real for um, either side. Uh, the reason is if one person was in a, around a bunch of people and they were like, "I have white privilege and they're in the room and doesn't matter if it's you know, low melanin, low mel, high mel, mm-hmm. if it's HM, LM. Um, a nice mixture if everybody in the room including low melanin or or white people totally disagreed with that person and they're just trying to figure out but I do, you know, if no one's playing that game with you then your advantage comes to an end. You have to have somebody saying that's messed up.
1: right? You know, that's
0: not right that you have that and it's like, "Hmm, oh well, you know. And
1: so historically yeah, we can see where this myth came from because historically, and a lot of the times I think of it, um, I liken it to when we went to Thailand and um, I went on this elephant ride and the backstory is little did I know, first of all, when we first got there to mount the elephant, I was already traumatized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I said, this just not feel, feel good at all. Like this is not right. I was traumatized, but we were already there. We had a line in the back of us so they were like, "Ma'am, can you mount the elephant?" So I mounted the elephant. But when I got off,
0: Can I say just go, and don't keep your train of thought. Mm-hmm. I want to just liken it to something. It's like getting on a roller coaster and they click the thing on you, mm-hmm. and that's when you realize you want to get off. Right. And it's clicked and locked. <laughs> that's how it was. As soon as we got to the position where we yeah. couldn't oh get off, God. it was like, "Ugh!" Yeah. And then we were on. It was stuck in it. But yeah.
1: So as soon as we dismounted the elephant, I had a huge breakdown. I just had a huge emotional meltdown because I understood what it took for that elephant to be obedient, to allow us to mount its back with all this other heavy equipment, probably against its will, but it's just conditioned to do that. And so I say that to say they had to break that elephant's will and they did it with physical abuse and that broke him mentally. So when we're broken mentally, we will do anything that a person tells us to do because we are no longer in control of our own belief system. We are no longer in control of our own thought processes. So now we're under the rule of some other influence, of some other dominion. Somebody else has dominion and jurisdiction over us when we are mentally broken. So with that, you know, um, that elephant was mentally broken. So historically, um, yeah, the LM's mentally broke, our ancestors, they mentally broke them because they knew physiologically that they were no match for them. Physiologically, our ancestors was the elephant. And so the LMs being the trainers knew that the only way that they were gonna have control over that elephant was to break the wheel. And so that is where truly the white privilege myth was born out of the breaking of the will of another human being. But we are no longer that. We have to honor our ancestors and say, okay, we understand that your will was broken and we honor you and we thank you for going through that experience. So my will does not have to be broken. But listen to this, if we're still living under the auspice of our wills being broken, they went through all of that for nothing. Are we going to let that happen? Can I say one more thing? Mm -hmm. So the right privilege comes in, and the LMs, I'm not even letting you know we're near off the hook because check this out. So if you're with your mixed group of friends, and then you see that a store clerk is coming to you to offer you help and not paying attention to your other friends who may belong to the HMs, then you refuse the help because if you think that you're being helped because of the color of your skin, it could be any reason, but let's just take the, uh, the example, it's because of the color of your skin. If that's what you believe, then you immediately bring in your friends who belong to the HM group and immediately call them in to receive the same help that was offered to you that was not offered to them. That's how we begin to break the myth of white privilege um and no, okay saying. yeah so basically that's just what it is it's not it's not fact basically the only fact that there is is that we are all created with the same stuff because if that wasn't true I've had two blood transfusions two if we were not made of the same stuff if we were not made to be equal there's no way in hell that i should have somebody else's two other people's blood running through my body with no disruptions or causing no complications whatsoever Mm -hmm. so when you get down to the heart of it we are all the same it's just our minds you know the world's ecological political um, social problems comes from the human intellect. We have to come from up under the media's manipulation and start to really think for ourselves. How am I making white privilege real? Yep,
0: it all, it all circles back to, um, it's, it's perspectives. I mean, the nature of humanity, you're designed to hold perspectives. Um, I truly feel there is no value system on perspectives, it's only a matter of ability. Are you able to hold a perspective, then be, it is true for you. If you believe in it, you put your, you invest your faith and your, your, your belief in it, then it's true for you. Um, if you're operating from that as the natural reality of, of being a human being, then you don't have to just go along with anything in particular. You know that you actually can choose what perspectives you want to mm-hmm. hold. Mm-hmm. Um, if a person wants to hold that particular perspective, like I said, there's there's no value system in perspectives. It's just ability, and that's it. And there's so many perspectives, infinite number, to, to hold. So I don't even really feel it's um, it's productive to even... That to even judge uh, someone else's perspective that you don't agree with. Like I said, I'll just circle back again. There's no value system to it. If you want to hold it, they can hold it. You don't have to play along. You don't have to tango with mm-hmm. that perspective. And you don't have to disrupt it or be like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hold that perspective. Go ahead and, and hold it, you know, if that's, that's, that's your thing. But, you know, the way you shift it is by coming into your own, your own power. And and the the one second I'm almost done. I'm to
1: have to rush.
0: Um, the other thing about our ancestors and white privilege, it's um, that it's fairly a new new aspect of that 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 mental breaking. Um, in the in the relative scheme of how long you know this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years, it's it's i like to equate it to slavery it's very similar to dropping um, a rock into a still into still waters the disruption of of creating that kind of a that kind that kind of an event for people is very disruptive to just all of a sudden have them in bondage and, and be so inhumane and and totally you know just murdering and just just having your way and like like um, tezra said that that mental breakdown the ripple was very powerful where the where the rock first hits. As the ripple goes out, and that's time moving on, and things have changed, and people have fought and died and bled to make things change. And then you even get past where slavery now is illegal, and you move on to just you know equal rights and civil rights. You know from the 50s, 60s, and you know the ripple is going out, and it's getting thinner, meaning it's not as inhumane and in your face and murderous as it was when that first that stone first hit but that that slight ripple that's that's at the outskirts it's like it's like a people trying to cling to the ways of old and it's like you know well at least I have a little bit of an advantage I mean I can't just grab you up and beat you and kill you and do whatever I feel like and nobody's gonna stop me I can't do that anymore but I can at least get a, I can get over a little bit because of this you know it's, it's like trying to hold on to it. So don't allow it to, you know, to stay alive by playing along.
1: You know? And I will give you one last example of where someone, of where I could say this was white privilege. So I was working at a very, very high-end catering company, to where if you know um, the jewelry, uh, the watches, and the I don't know what else they make. I know watches, but the bouteries or Bulgari, I think is how we say it in the States. Um, He, the person himself, was their personal client. So they were a very high-end Italian catering company. So I was the only HM in the office um, and I felt a little intimidated. Well, no, I felt a lot intimidated. But I wouldn't say that they had white privilege because I felt intimidated I felt intimidated, which is why they had white privilege. You see what I'm saying? It all came down to me, but as soon as I started to get my mojo, as soon as I started to work and perform and gain results, then my confidence was coming. Then the privilege was equal. I mean, they were still my bosses, you know, they were still the owners, but they weren't more valuable than me as a human being. So that's my point. It's like the white privilege thing, like Chloe said earlier, it takes two to tango. The white privilege thing, is only a real experience if you participate in it, both on the LM and the HM side. Like I said, the LM's don't just sit with it like you feel guilty for having white privilege. Well, give it up. Yeah. HM's don't sit over here and be mad at white privilege if you're not holding yourself as valuable as them. Okay? So that is what do you have? Oh, all right. So the four agreements, is a book that changed many people's lives. It definitely transformed me. And actually the first agreement, be impeccable with your word, is part of white privilege being a myth. Because if you're wording, I hate this white privilege shit, just because an LM was walking across the street, be careful of your word, be impeccable with your word, be without sin in your word. Mm
0: Yeah, and I was really, um, I mean, this is great if you haven't already to um, pick this up. It's not a very long read, and it's very powerful. So powerful. And I was going to also um, piggyback off of that with the second agreement, which is don't take Mm -hmm. things personally. Yep. So that's a tough one a lot of times because when somebody looks you in the eye and it's like, F you, it's hard to be like, I'm not going to take that personally. But, I mean, it's very wise... Um, advice in the sense that everybody's operating with whatever's going on in here and whatever how somebody beholds you or thinks of you, that's, uh, that's on them. Right. You don't have to, you know, was it prescribe? Just prescribe? Subscribe to it. to it. Subscribe to it. Like you can subscribe to our YouTube. Page. Exactly. Shameless plug.
1: And um, no, so I, we're actually gonna do another show, and we're gonna be discussing yeah, that. Yeah. We're gonna go um, over. I think this that's even a more. great segue into the next topic. So, um, shameless plug. Um, like us if you are so. I'm not gonna just say like us. You know, subscribe to us. No, if you, because we want to, we want it to be authentic and we want it to be organic. If you are truly if this truly resonates with you mm-hmm. then please like subscribe and share and
0: definitely share yeah please stay, uh,
1: because we're on a movement out. guys let's let's all ride this movement together mm-hmm. let's get to the other side mm-hmm. namaste namaste
0: thank you for listening to an episode of uncut and please please follow us uh, on instagram at i am not that underscore podcast and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to address anything that you've heard, we'd love to hear from you. And that is I am not that podcast at gmail.com.